Jesus would heal all the sick to fulfill Isaiah. Now, don't limit salvation to our sins only. Jesus is our Savior and He's our healer. Have you ever talked to someone and you quoted that and they said, well, uh, yeah, but you know what? That, that is a spiritual healing. That's a healing of our sins or that's a healing of our sin-sick soul. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's spiritual. You shouldn't take that literally to mean that He heals our bodies. Have you ever, how many of you have ever heard that in reference to this scripture in the book of Isaiah? I see a few hands. Well, let's look at it again because maybe we misread it. Let, let's, let's just go back and read Isaiah 53, just parts of it one more time in case we miss something. Let's look at verse number 5. He was wounded for our spiritual transgressions. Is that in your Bible? I hope you got your Bible. He was bruised for our spiritual iniquities. Is that in your Bible? No, it isn't. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were spiritually healed. Is that in your Bible? No. In fact, the word spiritual is not in that verse anywhere, is it? It's a literal verse, isn't it? It's to be interpreted literally. You see, your iniquities, though they may have a spiritual definition, are literal. When you commit sin, God doesn't say, well, that's just a spiritual thing. We'll just spiritualize that and say, well, everybody's a sinner. Oh, we all sin. How many of you have heard this? We all sin. And what follows that is then it must be okay. It's never okay. It's never okay. Sin requires confession and repentance, and then God forgives. But to simply say, well, I sin because we all sin, that's presumption. That's presuming upon the grace of God, and that's dangerous. Don't go there. Don't do that. You say, well, you know, God, God understands that we are just babies. Yes, it's wonderful to be a babe in Christ. And this weekend we had our little great-grandbaby with us and holding that precious little baby and realizing that she is totally and completely completely dependent upon us for her nurture and her care and everything. It's wonderful. She's innocent until she starts throwing a temper tantrum. But she is a wonderful little baby, you know. But you know what? The Bible does say that we begin as babes in Christ. But listen, how many of you know we're supposed to grow up? We're not supposed to be babies all of our life. That's why we teach discipleship. That's why we practice discipleship. It's to help believers grow up in Christ. You see, it's the babes in Christ who say, Well, we're all sinners and thereby excuse their behavior. When they know better, as though God's going to wink at that and say, well, they're just babes in Christ. I got news for you. Not so. Not so. You know better. You know better. Look at the person next to you and say, you know better. (laughs) Have you ever had that with someone? You just reach that point where you know they're not behaving According to knowledge, they're behaving according to rebellion. Call an ace an ace and a spade a spade. That's sin, church. To him that knoweth to do right and doeth it not, it is a sin. You can call it a sin of omission if you want to. I don't care, whatever. But it's still a sin. A sin is a sin. So then, okay, let's see. Maybe we need some help here to help those who spiritualize away divine healing from Isaiah 53. Let's see what Matthew said. If Matthew interprets Isaiah 53, then that would be good, wouldn't it? That's a New Testament revelation. That's a New Testament understanding of an Old Testament scripture. Scripture interprets scripture. This is a hermeneutic principle that we need to learn. Scripture interprets scripture. No one scripture by itself is to be used to build an entire doctrine on 
Scripture does not contradict itself. Scripture interprets Scripture. So let's see if Matthew is any help. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and verses 16 and 17. Maybe Matthew can shed some light on this spiritual healing that some folks think Isaiah 53 is about and therefore no longer exists. But let's see what Matthew says, okay? Matthew 8, 16 and 17. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus and he drove out the spirits with a hammer, with a rod. With a prescription. What? With his word. With his word. And he healed all the sick. Now, if that were the end of it, it would just simply be a historical fact. But that's not the end of it. goes on to say, this was to fulfill that which was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Now, if the folks he just cast out devils out of and laid hands on and healed, if he had said to them, now you've misunderstood that Old Testament scripture of Isaiah, it's not a literal healing, it's a spiritual healing, so your soul, your spirit is healed, go in peace. What do you think they would have said? I could have got that from the Pharisees. No! Jesus is the revelation of who God is, and therefore God is a healer, and because, rather, because God is a healer, therefore Jesus healed as fulfillment of that prophecy in Isaiah that it is a literal healing, not a spiritual healing. Healing is for today because Jesus didn't change. Hebrews 13.8 is written after he uh, resurrected and ascended to the Father. And there it says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when did he change? When did Jesus decide healing wasn't for today? Where in the Bible does it say that healing isn't for? It doesn't. Never does say it. It's for you. It's for me. Matthew interpreted those words literally. 